Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming new moon on June 28th, 2022. As always, I like to remind you all that I study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. So if you'd like to learn more about the difference in Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media, and then astrology. Now I have a link embedded there that can share more on the difference. If you would like to calculate your birth chart, go to my website, go to offerings, and then chart to calculate to see where the planets were placed astronomically at the moment of your birth because in sidereal astrology we are using the astronomical placement of the planets at any given moment in time. So in this segment we are going to be discussing the upcoming new moon again on June 28th 2022 around 9 52 p.m. Central Standard Time because I do live in Austin Texas it will vary a little bit depending on where you are and it is super hot here where I am. We anticipated that it would be a pretty hot summer just given the position of the planets this year. And it's definitely, uh, the predictions are definitely pulling through. I'm curious of how you all are feeling where you are, but it's definitely hot in Austin. And if you are unfamiliar, I've spoken about it before, but I'm going to talk about it again. My favorite place in Texas, maybe even the United States, is Big Bend National Park. And so Big Bend is out in West Texas, and it's a desert, absolutely gorgeous, beautiful animals, beautiful landscape. I love, I love the desert. And Texas has some of the darkest skies in the United States. So you get to see the stars with like no noise, no noise pollution. The population is like super low. Like there aren't even, there's not a lot around. So it's just so quiet. And that's where I like to go I mean, anytime, but mostly when I'm celebrating something. And so I have something coming up that's worth celebrating. And I'm trying to encourage like anyone in my social circle to go with me to the desert <laughs> in the heat of summer. But I'm, I'm still contemplating. I may go fly out uh, to Colorado to see my friend instead. But anyway, these are the things that have been on my mind. I wake up thinking about Big Bend every day. Um, if you are interested in seeing Big Bend, I recommend following Willow House on Instagram. It's a little hotel where they show you photos so you get to kind of see what I'm talking about and just how gorgeous it is out there. But anyway, that has virtually nothing to do with what we're talking about. We are talking about the upcoming new moon in the sidereal sign of Gemini, keeping in mind this is the sidereal system, so it's different than Western, looking at the moon in Gemini. And this new moon is also going to be in the nakshatra of Ardra. And so in Vedic astrology, we have the sign of Gemini, and within Gemini, we have different nakshatras, which are different segments of the sky within the constellation of Gemini. And so Ardra is the nakshatra that holds the star of Betelgeuse. And this is said to be in the shoulder of Orion, or it is in the shoulder of Orion. And Ardra is such a force to behold. So I'm going to spend some time talking about the new moon and the significance of the new moon. Then we'll dive into Ardra. 
And then we'll talk about other astrological ongoings, such as Mars, Uranus, and Rahu, which we've been waiting for this, and it will become even more prominent as we move into July and August. So the new moon is a time of reflection. It's when there is no light held within the moon. If you were to go outside and look for the moon in the night sky, you'll see that it's completely dark. You would not be able to find the moon. And so this is a popular time for turning inwards, reflecting, practicing personal introspection. It's not the time to be energized and to make grand gestures and to do a presentation or do something that requires a lot of energy. It's the opposite. It's a time of yin energy, of the restoration phase, because no matter how creative or productive or fiery, <laughs> how much yang energy we have, we have to return to this yin state so that we can recover so that we can recuperate and revive ourselves so that we can be even more influential and impactful. So this rest phase is an integrated part of production. I think that we just don't talk about it as often. So as the new moon comes, just kind of keep that in mind. Be really gentle with yourself. Don't push yourself. And there's a few days surrounding the new moon. The new moon is June 28th and the new moon energy is about you know, three to four days before, three to four days after, you'll usually feel it. So there may be that dip in energy. And the new moon is also a time of setting intentions. And so the visual for that, that y'all have heard me say over and over again throughout the years, if you've been listening to this podcast, is when you set an intention in the dark soil, it's like the light from the sun is added to the moon fertilizing and giving nutrients to this intention so that it may grow and flourish and then in the next cycle during the full moon that's a time of letting go and releasing because the light is stripped from the moon so the new moon is a time of setting those intentions and reorienting your energy and I love that concept as well because you know, life is busy. There are a lot of priorities. There are a lot of moving parts. And so we can have an intention. We can have a goal. We can have something that we're setting our gaze on. In Vedic philosophy, it's the drishti. That's the gazing point where we meditate and focus. There are these drishtis, you know, that we fix ourselves on, but then we get distracted and, you know, we may forget about our intention. And so the new moon is kind of like a recalibration point where we get to remind ourselves, what's the drishti? You know, what do we need to be focusing on? What should we fix our conscious awareness on? Because when, we, when we're not really directing ourselves, when we're not focusing on that thing, we don't really know where we're going. It's kind of like scattered energy. So for me, having that focal point, having that thing that we're really fixing ourselves on is so helpful in reaching our goals, in reaching the point that we're growing towards. And it's kind of that too, right? Because growing never really ends. But the direction of which we want to grow, we have to be looking at. If we're not looking at it, we're not going to go in that direction a lot of the time. So that is something to think about with the new moon. And coming back to Ardra, because this new moon is going to be in the nakshatra of Ardra. And Ardra is... I want to say it's misunderstood, but I don't know if that's the case. 
Ardra is one of the more challenging nakshatras. One, I would say one of the most challenging, top three, top four most challenging nakshatras. And it's ruled by Rahu, which will be significant later, um, which is one of the karmic nodes of the moon. Ardra, the symbol for Ardra is a teardrop. And that's because Ardra is associated with sadness. And the deity for Ardra is Rudra, which is the storm god and is heavily associated to Shiva. So it's like a form of Shiva and Shiva is the god of destruction. So Ardra is associated to storms, violent storms, destruction, demolition, breaking things down, breaking things apart. And so, yes, it has this association to sadness, to loss, to struggle. But the symbol for Ardra can also be a bead of sweat for its resiliency and its ability to work hard and push through obstacles. Because those who really know struggle and those who know what demolition is, they've worked through it. They typically have so much grit and so much power. And another thing I want to say about Ardra is that being associated with Shiva, in Vedic philosophy, we have the three main gods, Brahma, the creator, Shiva, (laughs) the destroyer, and Vishnu, the preserver. And so their dharmas, their duty is to keep natural harmony on earth. And so just as much as we need creation, we need destruction. Just as much as we need preservation, we need creation, we need destruction. Life would not continue its cycle without one of these modes. And so this destructive force of Ardra is completely necessary in the cycle of things. And who's to say that what this storm is breaking down or destructing isn't necessarily for the better? Because when we think about ties to something or attachments to something or negative thinking patterns, negative habits, addiction, these are things that can be so strong that only Rudra, (laughs) that only the help of Shiva can help us break through them. And so it's said that Ardra has the power to break through and with the power of the storm, wash away unhealthy attachments, wash away things that we are attached to that are no longer serving us or supporting our life. And so I will say on a global level, I do believe that this new moon, it may not happen right on the new moon, but again, it can happen kind of around the new moon. We may have some pretty intense storms. There may be something drastic with water. And there may also be something with an earthquake, maybe even with a different natural disaster. We saw an earthquake recently in Afghanistan. Absolutely awful, awful event. And we anticipated earthquakes. As Rahu and Uranus get closer together, we will see more of those 
uh, I mentioned this on a previous podcast, those more uh, sudden jolting events. So anything with like plates shifting or moving or cracking, uh, sudden storm, sudden earthquake, sudden tsunami, things like that. But again, Uranus itself is typically associated to those quakes and electricity. It's also associated to electricity and power and things like that. So we should watch out for that. So on a global level, it will bring this darker energy. And there may be events that do bring a level of sadness, maybe even demolition and destruction. That's what Ardra does. So, you know, there is no getting around that, really. And I was talking to one of my favorite teachers who may come stay with me in August. I'll keep you all updated on that. I'm super excited. He was saying that... um, he was saying that the spiritual path doesn't keep bad things from happening, but it changes the way that we perceive it. It changes the way that we move through things and handle things. And so this astrology, when we're, us- when we're utilizing Joe Tish or the science of light, we can anticipate these events, but we can't always control or stop them. Okay, so we're using this as a forecast. This isn't meant to scare anyone or induce any fear. In fact, it's meant to reorient ourselves towards our spiritual practices and like kind of recalibrating that drishti towards growth and evolution and focusing on what we can create more of that we want. What do we want most in life? How can we give that to others? That's the question. What can we do every day to build the world that we want to build? And I'm going to talk about um, some other things to focus on (laughs) with Ardra as well. But on a personal level, kind of turning a little bit to a personal level, this is a fantastic time to set an intention to break away from something. Because the auspicious activities for Ardra, it is demolition. It is destruction. It's tearing something down. It's breaking bad habits, letting go of the, you know, the tethers of something that are binding us. So it's a great time to get rid of objects around the house that you don't need objects that are carrying bad negative energy. You know how sometimes someone gives us something and then we don't talk to that person anymore, but we still have that thing in our house. Maybe it's a time to get rid of it. Maybe it is a time to do a cord cutting ceremony. Maybe it is a time of letting something else go. Maybe there's an old couch in your house that you hate and you just need to deconstruct it and put it outside for trash to pick up or whatever. So it could be something material, but it could also be something mental. Um, A negative pattern that you're wanting to release, a connection that you're wanting to release. I was thinking about this, and this is so obvious, but I think that it can be helpful All of us are growth-oriented. You're listening to this podcast because you're growth-oriented and you're evolution-oriented. That's why we seek astrology. We cannot grow or evolve if we don't change. (laughs) It's like so simple. We cannot grow or evolve if we don't change. It could be changes in our behaviors. It could be changes in our environment. If there's something that is making us unhappy in our life, what are we doing every day that continues, that perpetuates that to occur? What do we need to change in our day-to-day life that makes us happy? It could even be, again, it could be a habit that we have. 
If we know that we're not supposed to do that thing, why are we still continuing to do it? If we want to be different, we have to stop engaging with that habit. And I know that we've talked about this before, and I'm sure you've read it other places, but our habits will change our day-to-day life. Our day-to-day life will change our week. Our week will change our month. Our month will change our year. Our years are going to change our life. So it's we have the ability to change our life in every moment. In every decision, in every action, we have the ability to completely change and transform our life. But it requires a cognizant choice on our end to make a different decision. And this is what Ardra is all about. So yeah, we could look at Ardra as this star of sadness and the star of the storms and demolition. But it's also what offers new growth. This is why Purnarvarsu comes right after Ardra. Purnarvarsu is the return of the light. So yes, we have the storm. We have the difficulty. We have to work so hard to change our life. We have to work so hard to change our habits. I'm not trying to say it's easy. It requires a ton of work and effort. But that's the bead of sweat that Ardra contains. That's the heavy storm that it brings to help wash away those attachments and those habits so that we can be renewed. And what I'm thinking about is like taking a walk in the forest after a storm. And there's no dust. There's like no pollution in the air. The rain has washed everything away. The flowers are watered. They're ready to bloom. You know, everything is ready to flourish. That is what Ardra can create. But we have to get through the storm too. And as I was mentioning earlier, it is the Dharma of Shiva to destroy and to shake up and to cause chaos <laughs> in a way, beautiful chaos that ultimately helps us, right? But in the same way, we need to be ready to move through. And so if you are hearing this and if you're kind of freaked out by like potential chaos or demolition or destruction, which is, it can happen with this new moon. The worry and the anxiety of something happening is usually way worse than actually just moving through it. So instead of focusing on something happening and the fear that something is going to happen and generating all of that anxiety, I wonder what it's going to be. I wonder how it's going to happen. I wonder, you know, what's going to happen. Instead, thinking about how you can move through things with integrity if it happens, how you can show up with love if it happens, how no matter what happens, you're going to show up with that idea of creating the world you want to create because that's the power that you have we don't have power over the planets you know we don't have power over the universal law but we have power over how we operate and how we act within it so I do hope that that's helpful and the final thing I'll say to that is that dharma is protection And so when we move through life with integrity, when we move through life with compassion, we do what is right in every moment to the best of our ability. We walk around with a shield of protection. So take that for what it's worth. So to wrap up this new moon, it's an excellent time to set intentions. It's an auspicious time to get rid of things around the house, to break down any old objects, to get rid of old clothes, old items of attachment, break bad habits, 
not a good time for travel, not a good time for marriage or celebration. I would not do any of those things. It is a time of washing away old attachments or releasing things that we are grasping onto, anything that we have a strong attachment to. Ardra has the power to wash it away. And of course, in the world, we could potentially see storms, we could potentially see violence or irritation, aggression. So those are things we want to watch out for. Okay. So looking at the rest of the night sky, I do want to spend some time talking more about Rahu, Uranus and Mars. And so if you've been listening to the podcast, we have been speaking about this for some time that this combination is going to be relatively difficult. Um, Uranus and Rahu have been together since March. And Uranus and Rahu actually have some pretty similar qualities. Both of them are very revolutionary. Both of them are very futuristic. Both of them are very rebellious. Rahu is the taboo of life. It loves to push limits, uh, push boundaries. It's very futuristic and forward thinking, but it can also be very smoky and very illusionary. Okay. Uranus is very revolutionary. Again, very forward thinking. It's incredibly rebellious. It loves to think outside of the box. And it is those quick, sudden events that we have in life. So when these two planets come together, again, they work in tandem. And it is very innovative and creative futuristic scientific it's in Aries so there can be and and it's going to be in Barney too so major breakthroughs in these areas we could definitely potentially see breakthroughs in traveling or medical advancements maybe even in athletics just people doing things that have never been done before and you know Barney is fertility and reproduction as we've spoken about quite a bit on this podcast so we we spoke about how that could certainly um, come up here in the next couple of months. Something that I wanted to talk about before we spoke about Mars was CRISPR cows. I was completely ignorant to this. I probably would have been happy to say that way. But Emily, (laughs) who helps me a lot with astrology now, she posted something about um, CRISPR cows and how we're using CRISPR to genetically modify cows so that they can survive heat, like higher temps, higher temperatures. And this just totally freaks me out. But this is like one of those futuristic, never been done before scientific breakthroughs that we're going to see, you know, so we can anticipate to see more things like this occur. Um, Not going to say whether or not I agree (laughs) with this stuff. But this is, um, you know, we're, we're likely to see more of this. This is very Rahu and Uranus. And Rahu and Uranus aren't even conjunct yet. So they're getting closer together by the day, but they're going to fully begin to conjunct here into July. So I do want to talk about some important dates. So again, into July, I would go ahead and say that Uranus and Rahu are so close together that we'll begin to see even more of the output so sudden events breakthroughs revolution this is aries it puts a focus on the individual it puts a focus on personal freedom independence rebelliousness 
You know, Aries doesn't like to be controlled and it wants to be an individual. So we can certainly expect to, to see things like that come up. From June 27th to August 10th, Mars is going to be in Aries. From July 31st to August 1st, Mars, Uranus, and Rahu are all going to be in the same degree. So if you have any planets at 24 degrees of Aries, this is definitely a time to take extra precaution. When Mars joins the party, Mars, Uranus, and Rahu all together, this is a very intense energy. And Mars brings about the energy of irritability, aggression, frustration, maybe even violence. It is weapons of war. So we could see some sudden event. It may be violent in nature. It may be destructive. Okay, so I want you guys to have that in the back of your mind. If you do have any planets in that degree, please be extra careful. If you're running a Rahu Dasha or a Mars Dasha also, you'll probably experience this more. Um, but to be honest with you, during this time period, kind of like late July into August, if you have any planets between 23 degrees of Aries into 27 degrees of Aries, I would say that there could be a very drastic shift in life wherever Aries is in your chart. So if it's in the seventh house, it could be relationships. If it's the 10th house, it could be career. But if it's the 10th house, you're a Cancer rising. That's a yoga quirk planet. It could be a good thing. But, you know, there could definitely be some shakeups. So mind your bosses, mind your authority, mind government officials. Um, if it's the first house, if you're in Aries rising, and it's in those degree points, again, 23 degrees, 27 degrees, that's your first house. You know, if it's the fourth house, it could be with the mother. If it's the fifth house, it could be with children. So we all want to watch out. But if we have planets in those degrees, look at the house that it is occurring in. That is what will get affected the most. If you have planets, and I know I'm saying a lot, but hopefully this helps. If you have planets between 23 degrees to 27 degrees of a cardinal sign, Aries or Libra will get hit the hardest. Even Capricorn or Cancer needs to be careful. So if you have any planets in those degree points in Capricorn or Cancer, you also need to be mindful. Because this is, I mean, this is a square, but also this conjunction is going to be happening in a Kendra house for all of the cardinal signs. And the Kendra houses produce prominent life events. Okay, so hopefully that brought some clarity and makes a little bit more sense. And so for the world at large, again, watch out for irritability, anger, conflict, sudden events. It could even be a natural disaster, sudden earthquake, uh, something of that nature. It's also likely going to be incredibly hot. Aries is a fire sign. Having these three really intense planets in Aries is certainly going to create some intensity. And it could also involve maybe firearms because we established that Mars is weapons of war. So please do have that on your radar. Again, storms, electricities, um, earthquakes, things like that. Got to watch out for. In other news, Mars is going to be Gandanta. So Mars is moving over the Gandanta degrees between June 24th and July 1st. 
so when you listen to this podcast, if you listen on Friday, it'll be June 24th. So between now until July 1st, Mars is going to be in its Gandanta degrees, and that can certainly create intensity in our personal lives, in the world, something to watch out for. The final thing that I'm going to say before wrapping up is that we have so many planets in their own signs right now. Mars is in Aries. Mars rules Aries. We have Jupiter in Pisces. We have Venus in Taurus. We're going to have Saturn in Aquarius. This is intense. Whenever the planets are in their own signs, it creates even more intensity because the planets are receiving so much power. So a lot's going to be happening. A lot's going to be shifting. Aries is a cardinal sign. So is Libra. So for the cardinal nodes to be, excuse me, for the karmic nodes to be in cardinal signs, it means a lot can happen very quickly. So we are in a time period where things are really shifting and changing. Uranus and Rahu is revolution and futuristic. People want things to change. People are not satisfied with what's happening. So much has been revealed about corruption and injustice. People are no longer carrying a lot of hope or faith for larger establishments. And so with Rahu and Aries, for the entire time that Rahu is in Aries, it's going to be conjoined Rahu. So this is like a transit of revolution, really, and the demanding for change. I also want to say that Mars will go retrograde later in the year. Mars will retrograde between October 30th and January 13th. It will start in Gemini and then move back to Taurus. And so we've spoken about this before. 2022 in general is a year focused on finances because Mercury is retrograding in the Earth signs. And Earth signs are all about stability and finances. Mars is also going to be retrograding in Taurus for the majority of the time. And so this can also upset the economy. So we'll see some fluctuations throughout the year, but I think that we're kind of moving towards a little bit of difficulty and struggle. And all of that to say, you know, this new moon is kind of kicking us off into a time of intensity. Just as things are destroyed, things are created. And using astrology, we can see how long these ebbs are going to last so that we can flow again. And so this is a temporary point in time. There may be difficulties. There may be struggle. Focusing every day on what we can create that is good, what we can create that is uplifting. Whenever we are fearful and when we act out of fear, we are now either being controlled by fear and we are controlled by whatever is causing us fear. When we are not afraid, we are able to access our connection to source and our sovereignty. So notice when you begin to feel fear. Limit yourself to exposure of those things. Because remember, fear and anxiety of what could happen, it's not necessarily rooted in the reality of the present moment. When something occurs, we will be able to deal with it with sovereignty. We take action to do the best we can to change things. We try to stay within our power, stay within our control. Everything else we will manage one step at a time. We'll manage it together with our family, with our friends, with our community, with one another. We will work these things together, operating from that place of integrity and sovereignty. So if you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, 
redirect your drishti, recalibrate in the direction that you want to grow. Because when we grow too far into the dark, when we grow too far into the, you know, pits, it's more difficult to get out of. And this is not saying to bypass. It's not saying to turn your head away and deny that there is darkness because we know that darkness is an inherent part of our life. Acknowledging this force of Shiva and Brahma and Vishnu, we know that destruction is part of this. It's not to bypass. It's to operate from sovereignty so that we can act at the best of our ability for not only ourselves, but for others. Because when we're taken over by fear and anxiety, nothing good will come of that. So I do hope that that was helpful. I hope that you learned something new and that you're feeling inspired for the upcoming new moon. If you'd like to schedule a reading, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. Go to my website, innerknowing.yoga to schedule yourself. My Instagram is astrologynow underscore podcast. And my Patreon account where I do weekly horoscopes for each of the 12 signs is patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.